I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Pretty Messed Up on iHeartRadio. Um, I'm your host, AJ McLean, with my co-host Cheryl Burke and my other Beautifully handsome co-host, <laughs> Renee Elizondo. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, and uh, we have quite a show for you guys today. We have two beautiful ladies on the show today who really do need zero introduction. Exactly. Um, you might know them from the wrestling world um, and also from the dancing world, uh, Nikki and Brie Bella. Welcome yeah. to the show. Welcome, Yay. welcome, uh, welcome. welcome. We're so excited! Yeah. Thank you guys so much for uh, coming on. Um, a real quick little backstory, so you know the gist of the show that you're on. Um, so each of us here, uh, all of our lives have at one point crashed and burned, nosedive straight into a pool with no water, and we've made it out the other side. Uh, all three of us are sober. We are active in recovery. And we decided to start this podcast to spread awareness about mental health issues as well as recovery and just, you know, living life on life's terms. Because, you know, especially recently with the world shutting down mm -hmm. and everything changing, mental health issues have spiked uh, quite a lot. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, doing a little research about y'all's story um, that some people may know, others may not know, you know, you're... Both of y'all's childhood, it was a little bit rough. It wasn't your average, you know, rainbows and daffodils and My Little Pony all the time. Um, so let us know, which yeah. is why yeah. I love you. Tell, tell us a little bit about <laughs> about the early days, girls. Tell us yeah. a little bit about the early days pre pre WWE. Oh, wow! Ray, you want to start that? You know, it's <laughs> it's funny because I feel like anyone who's 
living in any type of moment in your life. You actually don't really know what you're going through until you actually mm-hmm. take a step away. And you're like, wait, it wasn't actually what I thought. Yeah. And we definitely got to a point. So Nicole and I, we did, we had our parents got pregnant with us at 18 years old, high school sweethearts in college. Mm-hmm. My mom tried to go to college and then, you know, got pregnant with us. They had us at 19 and just to start, it was kids trying to raise kids. So right. at 19 years old, our parents were just trying to figure <clears throat> it out. And what came with that is, um, every mistake they were going through, we were kind of suffering as kids. Our dad mm-hmm. was a drug addict. Who uh, was? Was. Yeah, he's um, clean now. But he was a drug addict, an alcoholic. Um, he, gosh, when did he get clean? It wasn't for a while after, but not during our childhood. But it just made, um, you know, I feel like our childhood kind of, what I like to say, be eight, like walking on eggshells. Mm -hmm. Um, it's crazy because as you get older and you start to realize what almost like symptoms a drug addict has, um, I look back and I remember like when it was three o'clock and we'd hear like my dad's truck come down the street. We all knew like, okay, he's either going to be really upset today or happy, but let's, is it hot out? Like we would always think it was because of the heat because we grew up in Arizona, um, majority Mm -hmm. of our life with him. And remember, we'd always think it was the heat, but we never thought it was like maybe him coming off of drugs or something like that. We just, we never knew it. He could hide it. And um, it it brought in like our childhood, like we had a lot of abuse and suffering. um, But I think one thing is Brie and I had each other and a lot of people Mm -hmm. have that. And that helped us and also made us stronger um, because it was crazy when we turned 15, it was like... um, we just became these women and we were like, we're not going to stand for this anymore. Like this has been amazing. And I even went to the principal of my high school. And I remember saying like, I don't want to live in my situation anymore. Like it sucks. And I'm trying to do this with soccer and all these things. And I just said, um, I can't believe I did it when I look back, but I go, can I not go home? Because um, unless my dad's there, I don't want to be home. How can I change my situation? And then I didn't realize how many people got involved for saying that. Um, do you remember that? Oh, gosh. Do I That's know? great. I mean, you were very, like, outspoken, which yeah. is a good thing, you know? Taking the initiative. I mean, yes. You know. I mean, I went through also childhood trauma, and I was the opposite. So I kept everything inside, and I think that's what has actually – it was a long-term effect, you know, that I'm still dealing with. Um, and But I was in therapy – from my mom put me straight into therapy. I was sexually molested as a little girl by our um, nanny. So mm-hmm. it was just like that whole thing. My parents were working around the clock, right? And I just know that, you know, it's speaking for myself because it happened to another family member, but only until now, only until I moved to Los Angeles and started Dancing with the Stars in 2006 was when I started to become outspoken. And um, But it ate me alive. Like I just, imagine. you know, just the therapy. Were you in therapy as well or did you just... Um, just get through it with each other well so and i think that's why like when nicole and i how strong we are and how i, I felt like in early age we fought it is because we had each other it's really mm-hmm. it's the tag team before we oh. became a tag team right. at WWE, <laughs> and i felt like we both encouraged each other when we got into our 20s to go to mm-hmm. 
I no, like but no, mom, forced mom us forced in, us in high school. But we did what every high schooler does, right? You go in there, you eye roll. You're like, I don't need totally. Yeah. Yes, you're not. You're, like, you're not you're really not absorbing it. <laughs> yeah, you're not really absorbing it. You're not really taking it seriously. Of course, you right? Know? We're in our twenties. Yeah. We walked in, and I remember I walked into therapy because I started to see myself in a relationship start to do the exact same things my parents said. That's the fighting I watched. I It was almost like I felt like, oh, to love someone, you got to fight with them. Yes, absolutely. You knew. That was your belief system, yeah. 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 And I'll never forget my husband now. We were dating. He goes, you cannot speak to me the way you and your family speak to each other. He goes, you cannot fight with me the way you do that. I don't do that. That makes mm-hmm. me down. And I instantly was like, I have so many issues I have to work on. And I just knew I had to go to a therapist to learn how to, to speak in a unconditional way, um, how to speak in a loving way that didn't mean fighting because for so long I grew up thinking that that was it. That was love. Yeah. And loving yourself, you know, learning that all of that. Yeah. I think it's awesome that you guys really do because, you know, you've seen a lot of siblings in the public eye that don't see eye to eye. A mm-hmm. lot of the times they go separate ways um, or one is successful. The other is not. And the resentment list is like 10 miles long. Mm-hmm. Um, so hats off to you guys for being so close and being able to kind of lean on each other because that that does, you know, set a really nice precedent for others out there that have siblings that, you know, uh, lean on each other. Like my right. my girls are four years apart, but. You know, talking to my wife last night about about a you know a, a friend of ours who's also got two you know daughters, and they don't hang out like they don't play together. They're not as you know communicative as my girls are, and like I just keep thinking, what if, what if? Because mm-hmm. I'm an only child. After my wife and I had our first, I was good. I was done. I was like, good. We got one, yeah. one and done. I'm great, and. But I'm so glad that we had our second because they are inseparable. Mm -hmm. They are just, they are a little tag team duo. Uh And and you guys, you guys work together too. Do you find that challenging at times or is it just meant to be? You know, I mean, it's had a lot of challenges for (laughs) sure. Tell us about Um, them. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, um, it's, Mm -hmm. it has been a total blessing because at the end of the day, we trust each other so much. And, um, just having business partners and companies, you realize how that is truly the foundation, not only of just your relationship, but of a business partnership. But on the other side, um, Bree and I are literally like yin and yang. We're night and day. Um, it sometimes shocks us that we're identical twins because how mm-hmm. different we can be. And yeah. so we won't see eye to eye on certain things. And we're both very strong-minded, stubborn women. Like when we <laughs> believe in something. What's your sign? Scorpio. We're both Scorpio. Scorpio, Mexican, Italian. (laughs) Totally. So that's my wife's Mexican, Italian, and Greek. My rising Scorpio. Oh, I get it. (laughs) Sassy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we we have our battles, but at the end of the day, then we appreciate it because totally. when we kind of battle it out, we end up coming with like a really great group decision right. based on our brand. Since our brand isn't just Nikki or Brie, it's the Bella Twins. And it's been that way for, gosh, over 16 years. Yeah. And wow. I think too, you know, when my sister will have these outbursts and- Oh, wow. Wow. 
<laughs> we're about to experience one okay, i'm like yeah <laughs> there'll be these certain things i think because i am angry no well that i always speed her before we have to do something big you does. Um, but i think because i grew up with her and i did know our trauma and stuff we go through i take um, it differently like yeah. no like oh that's a little bit of my mom it's a little bit of my dad or there's something like i know it's almost like what she's saying isn't really like no yeah you have an right understanding. where other yeah. people would be like so offended where is that artem uh, is that artem artem get you your hey Let me see hey, that face hey oh, you face. beat me you beat me i'm still mad at you artem you beat me you look at that I'm face look at those up, faces buddy? oh my gosh oh, hi he's under the so weather cute. so he's not as like smiley oh, as usual. oh he's adorable. beautiful oh my gosh are you talking I about can't. the baby or about artem is beautiful i'm just both. trying to figure out you know. both all four of them see when you Ar- talk about someone who wants to have baby now i'm a one and done but this one. Oh my gosh. Cool. Artem, how what? I mean, I know. What did Artem Trust, say? Yeah. So I I, I Artem, how, that, is it weird, Artem? Like I've known Nikki, I've known Artem since we were 13 years old. Oh my right? God, was it 13? Crazy. Was it 13? Well, somewhere around that. A, a teenager. But like it's so crazy that you have a baby. It's a good thing. Like it brings out like such a different great side of you, actually, I'm, from what I see on Instagram. <laughs> You can see the dad glow. Dads have a certain glow. Moms have it. Yeah. Dads also have it. Um, But mainly moms. But mainly moms. Yes. (laughs) If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. 
We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. More babies on the way? I'm Bree and I are planning to go up to her. (laughs) Right. I mean, I would. Yeah. 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 If you're carrying the baby, then it's different. I wish he could carry it because we want to wrestle. Same sister. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, I like I look at him and I want him to have a sibling because I just I get it. The special bond and all that different things. But yeah. But, you know, AJ was an only child. Yeah. I mean, I was only a child and I turned out just fine. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> totally kidding. But no, but I, I so I, I've been dying to know just because um, and I honest to God, I can't even remember her name. It's been that many years. But I actually dated a girl who was part of TNA back in the day, oh, um, back, back, back when I was living in Orlando. Um Not the biggest fan of Orlando anymore, Don't you know, say for that. a lot of reasons. But uh so glad I moved to California. Um, but I've always been curious, like anyone that I know that's in the wrestling world, what, what was the attraction? Like what made you want to, because, you know, look, there's gotta be a stigma. I'm sure you have two beautiful women that could be doing modeling. They could be doing film and TV. They could be building an empire outside of, throwing each other around a ring. Right. Like what was the, what was so alluring and what really drew you guys to this, to this world? <laughs> oh, he wants to answer. He's going to answer the question. No, stay. Good to see you. Good to see you, man. Bye cutie pie. So, I mean, I feel like we both are going to say the same. I, I feel like, um, so we love the fact that WWE is storyline based. So you come up with these, Big characters, any superheroes, larger mm-hmm. than life. Yeah. But then you have to be athletic, mm-hmm. and you get to go out there, and it really feels like almost adult playtime, like mm-hmm. to make believe. But you yeah. get to be aggressive and physical, <laughs> but you get to play off this live crowd, and mm-hmm. which you all know, mm-hmm. and that feeling. So it's like you get the best of many worlds all in one. Right. Room. For me, it was that we got to be characters and kick ass at the same time because we came from a soccer background, very competitive. Right. And so doing that for 11 years, but we were always drawn to the entertainment industry. Like we would play soccer. So, I mean, literally since fourth grade, our life was soccer. Like we mm-hmm. like to, could do nothing just, but like do soccer homework. That was it. Mm-hmm. But we always wanted to do drama class and wanted to do plays. And we were always told no. And I even remember for college when I was going to attend Arizona state university and I wanted to just even do interior design and like that program's too much. Like you have practice, you have these things, you won't be able mm-hmm. to do everything that's required. So when I saw WWE, well, when Brie brought WWE to me, um, I was like, oh my gosh, you get a kick ass and be these kids. Mm-hmm. Like the two worlds I love so much colliding into one. Yeah. Do you guys have choreography? Is that like, is it choreographed or? We have, we do have producers for each match, but it's, um, they'll come and tell you like the story of the match. So like, 
Got it. Okay, so uh, it's like a soap, Jim like a soap store, like a soap star, soap opera story type thing. Like you have to like goes like this. Nikki and Brie, we really want you to put over these girls. So well, no, but it, beat them just, up a little bit. No, but them... like if you and I were having a match, they come up and be like, okay, so it's Nikki versus Brie. Nikki, you are like this mean girl that comes in and breathes up and she's like about to win and the crowd's going to be behind her, but you got to find some way to take it from her. That's so like a villain. Way. Got it. Got it. This is because in the next few weeks coming up, Brie is going to have that wonder one wonder woman moment and it's going to just beat the crap out of you. So then who writes we, this stuff? Well, then we, oh. Vince is always like the main. He's like and the he's one who signs off team. on it all. But then we'll we have the producer writers. come up and tell us this. And then all three of us will sit down and decide how do we tell this story that they want through wrestling mm-hmm. moves. Um, you know, I dance with Chris Jericho, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Which we oh, went, by the way, live. we went live. What? So, oh, went live. We when? We went live, but we went into the ballroom. Yeah. Because I remember we made signs because WWE, you know, in our live crowds, we have signs. And right, right. There were, you, and you weren't allowed. Signs. They go, yeah. you can't have signs. We're like, what are you talking about? Like, we're I know. wrestlers. <laughs> it was our first, Dina, it was Dina, Dina Katz is our uh, casting director, but she. it was the first wrestler ever. And you guys have such like a huge crowd, right? You have so many. It's a whole nother world. Yeah. It was really hard for Chris. I'm not sure if you yeah, guys talked about it a, a lot or not, but it's a very interesting. It, yeah, uh, it's a different world. It's great though because you know, like, look, I've been doing what I do for it'll be 29 years that, that we've been a band next month. Jesus wow. Christmas, how old are how old are all of we? Yes, thank you. Yeah. But <laughs> what's so what's so interesting is like when I was around that community like i thought our fans were loud and crazy and you know sometimes aggressive but in like you know a good way until i went to until i went to a wrestling match at the orlando arena and i was just blown away at like the it's it's like the the dog pound for like the Cleveland Browns or like, the, yeah. you know, the freaking Raiders fans, the face painting and everything. Oh, it's wild. But, it's full on. But what I, what I think is so awesome about you guys is because I've actually seen, I've seen whether it's on your Instagram or I've seen on social media or just YouTube videos. When, when I've seen videos of you guys meeting like young, young, you know, girls and like how they look up to you guys and because you are like superheroes to them, mm-hmm, totally. but just the way that you are, um, you know, I- inspiring young women out there to be independent and to, and to follow your dreams and to, you know, it, it's just, there's a lot of positivity that comes from the wrestling world where I know a lot of people may think that it's, it's this facade and it's this, that, and the other, but there is so much good that mm-hmm. has come from the wrestling world totally. to inspire kid. I mean, y- y'all's biggest fans are kids. Yeah. I mean, let's just call it like, especially young boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are up there just <laughs> drooling over men. you guys Yeah, and men. And, oh yes. Grown yes, men. And men for sure. I'm I, a fan. Just so you know, Yeah, no, right. I'm a fan. And I'm a fan. So I'm not a little boy or a big man. So <laughs> you got this demo. I think what Nikki and I love is, when we do meet our fans, especially when we see the young girls, they do look at you that in some way they need you in their lives. Yeah. And it's whether to 
that we're there to help them out of a situation or let them know that we're not perfect. Like we're mm-hmm. humans, we make mistakes and let them know that connection. But there's some reason they need us. And we feel that in every hug we get. That's why like, they're always like, everyone knows when the Bellas are going to do a sign and they're like, this is going to take forever. <laughs> like all the people oh, are that's so sweet. Go, the Bellas hug everyone. They talk to everyone. Love that. We love it. Cause I know just sometimes he, these little humans need other human interactions. Yes. They need a hug. They need to feel this nurturing thing. And we always are hugging them and letting them know, like, you're not alone. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like um, more than ever in the world we're in now is they need relatable role models. Yes. Um, With social media and and the pressure and to do things, just there's so many things in this world. And I feel like they need someone relatable. And And the more you tell your story like this, like what you guys are doing, even though it may be, you know, dark or not, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, you never know, right? Because I feel like every single person in this world has a story, right? Absolutely. And that's why when Bree and I wrote our book, um, people were shocked to hear about our childhood because our whole thing was like, we never wanted to be victims because we felt like we were survivors. We overcame it and we didn't Mm -hmm. let it hold us back. We were like, Mm -hmm. how can it push us forward? And that is one thing that I think our brand has been so successful is we've just always been authentic and we've, we realized true connection with the live crowd and TV viewers very early on. And we're like, just walk in your truth. Like before that became a hashtag or something cool to post, we were doing it before social media. And I just feel that more than ever now, the, even the younger generation, they're exhausted. They're exhausted at keeping up. I can So they need, they need the girls that are relatable and that they can have like, okay, I can attain that life and that body. And they're, they're, they go through bad things. And like, mm-hmm. I went through something bad, but look how they turned out. And so sometimes they need to know that Wonder Woman just doesn't have superpowers, but she walks the earth and is yeah. just- Yeah, no one's perfect. No one's perfect. And right. to, your, to your point that you guys are making, so I sort of had front row seats to fandom, to fans. I, I was married, married to Janet Jackson for 14 years. And I always used to love hanging out with the fans outside and, you know, and, and, but what I did learn was, is that you guys are way more than entertainment to them. Like you said, right. We had uh, one particular story that stands out to me is a girl, two girls, they were twins, actually, two Uh young black girls. And uh, they had tassels framed and they said, we want to give this to Janet, uh, we were both suicidal. We had made a pact. We were going to kill ourselves at the same on the same day. And then Rhythm Nation came out, and it gave us this glimmer of hope. And now we've graduated from high school, and we want to give her the tassels. And it was so profound, and I realized, like, Backstreet Boys, right? They're, like, more than entertainment. Yeah. They are there to get – this is – I'm not saying that was their goal, but they're there to help people bridge over those troubled waters and be able to just make it. So I agree with what you guys are saying. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I feel like too, when you have a platform, you do have to look at it as a blessing. Mm-hmm. Everyone 100%. gets a platform. And now with social media, we all have platforms. You can be Greta Thunberg and be a nobody and start this right. global, you know, thing. But yeah. majority and, yeah. of the time you have to look at mm-hmm. your platform platform and be like you know what i was blessed with this what am i going to do with it I can and do something good you know right right because well, more social media and reality tv it was music what you connected with oh so yeah so like what yeah and music videos hey what you saw like 
music was our saviors. Like mm-hmm. if you didn't feel it in the church, well, you had to feel it some way because Somewhere. it's like, I needed to put that on and know that I'm not alone through this breakup yes. or Love it. these emotions right. I'm feeling becoming a woman or wanting this person, whatever it was like music was our one what outlet you- to connect to. And then now we have social media and then reality yeah. TV or right wrestling. Um, but like, I agree with you. It is crazy. Like you don't realize that like, what we do like goes so much deeper to people and say so that much. Oh, yeah yes just, it's crazy totally how how has your community because obviously it's been said in the press it's been said by dr fauci it's been said you know time and time again concerts will be the last thing to come back live concerts you know so <laughs> you know and so how has this pandemic right now affected your industry i mean is it i mean are you guys back up and running are you almost back up and running are you doing it with no audience you can do it without an audience right yes that's wrestling wrestling has been doing so wrestling was considered an essential Mm. wrestling never stopped (laughs) really really my husband has not had one week off no wow had a baby seven months ago um they gave him eight weeks off but he was wrestling up until then but with and no crowd, because no crowd. No. everything was virtual. We still, um, WWE does live TV, so mm-hmm. right. we still were wrestling live in an empty arena wow. every week. That and has to be harder for the wrestlers. I was going to say, that has like, to It's suck. like us on Dancing I mean, with the Stars. Yeah. It was hard. That, where you hit your pin drop and like... Yeah. And you, you feed off that. Like, you I want that. Yeah. And especially wrestling, it's like, you know... When you're that bad guy, you like do this move to the good guy, and you look to the crowd to <laughs> see the energy, and no one's there, and you're like, you're like crickets, oh, like, what? like there's, yes, there's this is my Oscar moment, now, right? And to me, there's four people part of a match: it's you, your opponent, the referee, and the live crowd. And when you take totally. one of those components away, it doesn't it's make hard. the match as strong. Like, right? And you're, where's your adrenaline coming from? Like, where is that fight? Like that, like. <clears throat> Maybe universe, they boo us, they cheer us, they chant our names, they chant something else. They're so a part of the story and they make the story better. Totally. Without them, it's like when you guys go perform music, like without that crowd there feeling like everything you're doing, like it just isn't as meaningful. It's to take down deep. Yeah. Yeah. Real deep, Renee. Yeah. In a couple of weeks, we're getting inducted to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Of w- oh, congrats. Yes, congratulations. That's wow. awesome. And they just Famers. told us, they're like, we want you guys to give your speech, but it's going to just really be for TV. So we're going to fly to Tampa, but we're pretty much going to just an empty stage. And we've been totally. in the Hall of Fame, gosh, what, we're 37 now. So since we've been 23, we've gone to Hall of Fame every year. Wow. And you see and you're fine. How, it's happening. how it is. And it's going to be weird for us. Right. Oh, sure. But you'll have so many people tuning in. You know, it's just weird to watch award shows how they are right now. Yeah, totally. Totally. But, but at the same time, the industry's changed for entertainment completely anyways. It's been it's it's literally got flipped upside down and the future of you know, entertainment is going to be completely different from this point on. Yeah. Um hopefully for the better. Um, with you need an audience with now virtual, you know, virtual meet and greets, virtual, yeah. you know, all these different, you know, platforms now that allow fans to still be able to integrate with their favorite celebrity, uh, without being there in person. 
my question to you guys is, so like you're both moms, right? So when are you guys going to like truly in your mind, hang it up? Like truly. So for me, like I was forced to retire. My last fight was against Ronda Rousey two years ago. And after that, um, I was forced to retire because they found a brain okay. on my brain. And then oh. I re-injured my neck, which was the third time mm. re-injuring my neck. I broke my neck in the ring. And so I um, oh, have God. metal just set like the base of my neck. And so it was like, for, for me, it's like, like, you're done. That's it. And in my head, I'm like, all I can think about is, so how do I get back in the ring? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for Bree and I, like, and you, we've heard this through everyone. I mean, every old timer, they're just like, it's, it never leaves your blood. Yeah. You're always oh, going to look back. And I believe it. Like, there's nothing else I can do in my life that before my music hit or when my music hits, they're going to cheer. They're going to boo. They're going to chant my name. They're going right. to get right. things at me, good things at me. And I get to fight someone and they react. And it's like so cool. Right. I'm, I'm like right. doing a video game in real life. Um, and so then there's tag titles. Like Brie and I yeah. were a built in tag team. And then that we've came, never had them. That came after the fact. And oh. I was like, wait, how do I, and my career now, like I, I want these tag titles, like selfishly, <laughs> I don't know, but I wanted a part of Brie and I in our career. Like to me, it's right. a perfect right. ending for the belt win. So to answer your question, if I could go back and win the tag team titles, I will be very happy to hang out my snapback and my Nike shoes and my Jersey and call it a day and be like, fine. Nikki Bell is finally done. Right. Till then, but we do feel like the Bellas have, <laughs> Like one last run. we do. You're not done. I know. I no, feel it inside I totally me. You're not agree. done. Yeah. Yeah. You're not. But is no. there? Is it like dancing where there's a like for women in ballroom? It's like thirty ish is when you retire and hang up your shoes. And I can feel it. I'm thirty seven, almost thirty seven in May. And um, it's you know you think you look like something, then you watch yourself. You're like, damn, I'm slow. Like next to these like kids, right? It's and crazy. so I could just might the speed, right? Like the speed and the slickness and the finesse is just not oh, as. Oh please, crisp. you killed it with me. You were you fantastic. Um, it. But then I and thank you. Okay, I'm just gonna accept it. Thank you. AJ. Yes, I appreciate accept it. it. Is, is there is the, is there an ending for wrestling or is there no such thing? I mean, you know, I feel like Brie and I and a few other women are some of the first that have prolonged that because I do mm -hmm. feel like there was like they kind of mm -hmm. all were done at 30, but then there's been a big group of us that have just been like, no, we can we can have babies and go back and we can do this yeah. and that. We've That's been, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, just, but you, you do to, feel, you do have that battle where you have. It's all mental, right? Like you just have to like get out of your head. So mental. You have to accept the ball, like that you're evolving. And what it right. is, is like I, when I went back, my last comeback was really hard on me to where I had a couple big mistakes, but I was trying to be the Brie in Bella the ring, in the ring, but I was trying to be the Brie Bella before Mm. I didn't accept the fact that there's this new Brie and it's a little bit of mom. It's a little bit totally. of the other, right. but I, I just need to evolve and I Embrace, wasn't allowing yeah. myself to evolve into this new person. I'm trying to do that right now. Yeah. So well, you're I'm going to, yeah, I, I, this is actually, you guys are inspiring me. Right. Cause like, I'm like, Oh, I'm done. Like, you know, whatever, yeah. but you're right. You just have to embrace it. You do. You look at JLo at 50 and now it's, Oh yeah. No. Right. You know, yes, we don't, exactly. We're not wanting JLo as Selena and you know, when we all love or her. in living now color. Loving her, oh right. Now we're looking at her 50, loving that. You look too totally. young to be quitting anything. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, thanks for Nene. Thank I don't. Know, I don't even know why we're having no, this conversation. I know, I'm like, why are you guys? Well, let's about switch this? it. Okay, when are you getting married, Nikki? We know that you guys do have a bit of a heart out. So, yep. yeah. But I'm asking the married question. Okay, ask the married question, and then I have a really good zinger okay. before oh, we yay. let you go. Is there a date? Okay, so I really and am, wait. Hold on. And am I invited? Of course, you're invited. <laughs> Okay, thanks. You will 100% be invited. Kidding. And AJ, of course you too. No pressure. No pressure. Yeah. You for sure. So this is our, like, we would love to do Thanksgiving of this year. Like, I'm like, it's such a great weekend. We want to do Napa Valley. Yes. Have it like set it in stone because I just told Artem, my one thing is I don't want, I want people to get on the dance floor and dance and feel like we're, you know, in the 1920s and like, just have fun and let loose and I feel like we're in that direction. And so I, Artem she and I doesn't want just... to deal with the name, like the COVID regulation. Totally. Yeah. Right. But by November, we should be fine. Right? That's what I think. So we both were Hopefully. talking about this yesterday. We feel like in a few weeks we could set in stone yeah. and start planning. And yeah. we know we could plan quick. So I'm not even worried about right, that. Right, right, right. Nice. I battle because I have, I already have my dress and I want to wear it. Oh, yay. Nice. And I'm, like, oh, I'm going to put it in my calendar then already. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to pencil it in. I'm going to check it off. Okay, listen. So before we let you guys go, we haven't done this in a while. And because there's two of you, I'm going to ask the same question, but with two different sets of guys. Okay. Is this kiss, marry, kill? So Nikki. Yeah. Kiss, marry, kill. Backstreet boy edition. Oh, gosh. Love that. So kiss. Who would you kiss? Who would you marry? And who would you kill in my group? You got to say the names. Kevin, Brian, Howie, Nick, or me. Cover your ears. So, I would kiss you. Okay. I would kill Nick. <laughs> and I would marry Brian. Because Brian, oh, nice. like that's the guy you marry, right? Yeah, he's the, he's the good Southern Baptist He's the, kid, he's you know, the yeah. one, like, I could just go... No, I don't want to say I could go do what I want and I'll always be like, hey. <laughs> He'll but, always but still be there. Don't worry. Why Why? Why would you kill Nick? Yeah, why would you kill Nick, poor guy? Wait, we can't ask I, I why. I accidentally guys. kill Nick because he just drives me so effing crazy. <laughs> Nick? Yeah, maybe. Uh, okay. Good one. Oh, wait, okay, no, you guys, not Nick. Um, <laughs> The other Nick. Kevin? Kevin. Or Howie? Nick, yeah. Oh, Kevin's Nick. the nice one. I'll see you oh, maybe yeah. Oh, no. no, you're right, Nick. Nick's the blonde. Yeah, yeah, Nick's the blonde. Okay. Kevin's the okay, tall Brie. one. Wait, hold, hold no, on. Nick, would, I would accidentally she, kill him. You would accidentally, accidentally kill him. Accidentally, I like I that. love you. Okay, I okay, love Brie. it. I love no, that. Nick's, Nick's my kill, too. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well. well. Nick, you'd for sure be the kiss. See? You seem like the fun, well, good time, AJ's always been. You're always the sexy one. I love it. Well, I just want to say, lastly, before we let you guys go, pre- pre-taping and everything i heard you guys say that your team backstreet so hats off for that yeah. thank you i appreciate yes, it just and thank you guys of- two experiences that we've had before so one we were at gma and we like showed up to the building and we're going to our green yeah, room with that and it's all of a sudden running. they shut everyone out and they go this always happens with the backstreet boys i'm like what's oh, going yeah, on you, you guys performed right before me got there and a bomb uh-huh. oh god that's right i remember that they escorted and us out like, they have the we were the next fans. interview and oh, we're all shit. and it's never so they cock blocked you with gma show you. or today so we're in the elevator with michael strahan and there's like all of us in there and they're like, we're well, always with the Backstreet, Backstreet Boys. Boys. That's yeah. funny. 
damn Backstreet Boys. And then another time I was in high school and I'll never forget, I went and saw you guys for the first time. Like went and saw you guys live and it was one hell of a show. And I didn't get to go and I was so jealous. Oh, well, no. I'll say this. When we do go back on the road, Me I know you that girls we are scheduled go. to do the Hollywood Bowl. So you guys are coming. Oh, hey, yeah. How, where's my date night? Date night for you and your hubbies. Yes. Date night. Come on out. It's a hell of a or show. Or it could be just girls night. Just the three or of it could us. Be girls night. Yes. Thank you guys so thank you much. For, thank you so much yes. for all that you do and continue to do great so work. Sweet. So thank you. Yes. And uh, stay safe out there. And yeah. you're both just rock solid awesome. moms. And I'll just see you guys all tomorrow. Good people. Yes. Can't wait. Yeah. Thank you guys. Love thank you. Thank Bye. you guys. Bye. Thank stay you safe. so much. Bye. Bye. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember meeting them in the elevator at GMA. I was the only one that knew who they were. I think Brian might have because Brian does watch wrestling. And I was sitting there going, was that the Bella Twins? I'm like, but they're like trying to rush us out of the building because there was a bomb threat. And I'm like, right. but, but, but I just want to go get a selfie with the Bella Twins. And they're probably <laughs> pissed off because you cock blocked them. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, for coming on the show. Um, you guys are amazing. And... Thank continued you. success stay safe and uh see you at the so wedding inspirational they are they are to a lot of young women out yeah. there to me too same yes yes so thank you girls and uh see you in november wedding bells yep see you in november If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks with zero qualifications she had a harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents she's got all of these maseratis and bentley's all in the driveway is it like a mansion yes it's a mansion that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes 
about $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you guys. So, again, thank you so much to the beautiful, beautiful Bella Twins. Um, so, it's that time in our show where we uh, like to answer some of your questions through email. And as I always say, please, please continue to uh, email us with your amazing questions, and we will get to them uh, as best we can. And uh, our first question, uh, I think you're going to go ahead and take this one there, Share Bear. So, it's uh, to uh, Renee. Hi, oh. Renee. Hi. This is from Alicia. <laughs> Hi, Alicia. I have a question for Renee. So we know you were married to Janet for a while, and I just have to ask, were you close to Michael? What was he like? So... Um, I, we were, we were, uh, I think, as close as you could be to Michael. You know, he, he definitely was always busy doing his stuff. But we went up to his ranch a bunch of times. We hung out with him. We went on tour with him for a little bit, different parts of the world. So, yeah, he's an amazing guy. Amazing. You know, super talented. And anytime I was around him, I felt like... I was in the presence of greatness. I just felt that way. There, oh gosh, I bet. If the or if these auras that you can feel are real, I was feeling them all the time. And I never got to a stage where I was like, "Yo, what up, Mike?" Yeah, did, did he ever? Did he ever ask you to like what he thought? What you thought of like a dance move he did or? No, but he did dance in front of us at his uh, up in his ranch. He he would do some moves and stuff and. But yeah, he never asked me for my for advice. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. Yes. No, no. Amazing. Miss him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Should and, we go to the second uh, one? I can do it, the second one if you want. Or AJ, a- AJ, move forward. I, I am. Okay. <laughs> AJ, put the mic in your mouth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Should, should I, you want to do the second one? You sure. I'll do this. Yeah. I'll do the second one. Uh, this is from Allie. Um, I'm assuming this is for all of us, um, but it says, how do you work with someone you cannot stand? (laughs) Also, how do you deal with writer's block? As a student, you get really easily stressed. What are some ways you guys de-stress? Well, great question because the three of us, we just hate each other. You can't stand each other. I can't stand these two freaking (laughs) You just fake it till you make it, right? Right? That's why we do this (laughs) on Zoom. I love you. I love you. We I do this on you. Zoom oh, so we don't have to see each other. No, um, how do you work with someone that you that you can't stand? I mean, look, uh, I've worked with plenty of people in my career that I just never saw eye to eye with. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's a work environment. So you both do your job. And then at the end of the day, you're parting ways. You don't have to see that person every waking minute. So you just have to, you know, focus on what you have to do and not worry about the other the other person. I mean, that's that's what I've done and that's what's worked for me. I sometimes remind people you're not married to them. So that's the good mm-hmm. news. Like you just said, AJ, um, you clock out and 
go back to your life. Right. You know, but I not mean, like s- for Dancing with the Stars, it, it is challenging. I'm not going to lie. I mean, like, you know, as you guys know, we spend seven days a week together. It is kind of like an arranged marriage in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the goal on dancing, at least, is to look like you have chemistry, right? Like you not so much want to look like it, like you do have chemistry. Yeah. And it's important. I think communication, open communication and mm-hmm. setting boundaries is very important. I think um, when you have respect for yourself, then you know, they have respect for you and you have your limits. And obviously when you don't set boundaries, the opposite can happen. So I think it's important from right off the bat that you, um, whether you like the person or not, and in everyday life, it's important to set those standards for yourself. And throw in some meditation in there, things that help you in all aspects of your life, right? When I'm, when I'm, when I don't meditate and I don't do the things I, I need to do to keep my head above water, then I do become more of a sponge. I can absorb people's moods. But when when I feel like, you know, free of that, it, it's things just slide off my, you know, shoulders, like they yeah, say. Yeah, totally. Yep. So um, it, it says here, how do you deal with, with, with writer's block? Um, and then also, how do we deal with, you know, how do we de-stress? As far as writer's block goes, um, you know, Renee and I, especially, we have written a few songs together. We've we've also written songs separately. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, for, for me, if I ever like hit a freaking wall in a writing session, um, you know, I either meditate or I go for like a walk or I go and I, I just remove myself from the environment for 30 minutes, an hour, just to clear my head. Or you do anything. Yeah, or I go, or if I'm working on a song and I've got a piece of it done, but I can't finish it, I won't listen to that song for like a week. And then I come back and I hear it with fresh ears and I get kind of re-inspired to finish writing the song. I like what What, you said. What if you have a deadline? Sorry, go ahead. I mean, if you have a deadline, then, you know, yes, there's a little more stress involved, but then I think, you know, uh, the upside in those cases is, you know, having a good team working together. Like if I... You know, I, I I can count on one hand how many times I have had a deadline and I've had to push it back. That's what I was going to say. There's never really a deadline deadline unless mm. you waited till the day you're supposed to turn in a yeah, song yeah. to start writing the song. Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting. Writer's block is a very interesting thing because AJ can attest to this. When you're in the zone, when you really feel like it's just coming, like you're just a sort of vessel, right? When you're in the flow. There's times I've looked back at a song that I've written and I just go, where'd that come from? But on the other hand, there's been times where I'm trying to force something, trying to force something and it doesn't work. And I like what you said, AJ, you just got to step away from for a second. I did actually ask this question to the late, great Dr. Maya Angelou, fantastic, you know, icon. Amazing, I love her. Right. And we were fortunate enough to spend a weekend at her house. And I said, wow. Yeah. And she said, uh, I said, uh, Dr. Angelo, do you ever get writer's block? And she said something so eloquent and so, so beautifully. She said, look, you don't have to knit the whole blanket at once. You just Mm got to start in one little corner. And that bit of advice has helped me not just in writing in life, Sometimes we get overwhelmed. We, we, we think we got to get everything done all at once. And then we become paralyzed with over, I, being yeah. overwhelmed, you know? I feel yeah. the same. I mean, like, look, it's not writing, but it's choreography. Like, but we it's still. Have a, 
we do have a deadline, you know, for Dancing with the Stars and the anxiety. I think a lot of that was translated for me into like, oh, do I really want to do another season? It's not because of the show. It's because of the way I feel stressed and it's a lot of it has to do with the time pressure um of coming up with a routine in less than a few hours because i know, think the parallels a, yeah. Well, yeah the parallels <clears throat> are very very strong well, some, you're, it, it does you're it creating does drive me you nuts. know what i mean yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah something that i learned from doing the show with you was you know and at at, at first it was it was frustrating to me because i wanted to be pushed but then as as the weeks went on and i saw the stress level kind of go up I would notice you like, okay, you're choreographing and then all of a sudden like, okay, you would put it on me and if it didn't happen like in the second or third try, moving on, let's try something yeah, new. But which has because nothing to do with to. you. It has nothing no, 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 to do with no, you. No, yeah. I know that. But like that's that's what you're talking about. Like there totally, is that time yes. constraint where it's like, look, if I if it doesn't work on the celebrity, yeah. if it doesn't work, we got to move on. You know? Absolutely, yeah. and that's she, that's important that you don't get married to the actual thing that you're doing. Like it's okay to change, and and then it can grow from there. I think yeah. adapt. And then as far as the final question, which was how do we de-stress? Um, for meditation. me, meditation. Yeah. Meditation is number one. I think I think all three of us and can, prayer for can me relate. Too. Yeah, prayer, prayer and meditation. meditation. Also, for me, I know those people out there that may not be golfers. That used to be something that stressed me the hell out. Now it's one. It's it's a it's a physical form of meditation for me to be out outside totally. in nature. You've seen how beautiful it is out there, Cheryl. Now and uh, also mountain biking. Oh like my gosh! Renee got me into mountain biking last year, and I I have got such a bug for it. He's and passed me up. He's I passed mean, me up. This guy's like now hitting trails that I've I haven't amazing. hit. And I'm, yeah. I told, in fact, I told you that just a little while ago. Yeah. I said, bro, you, you've gotten really good on your bike, you know? I mean, I love, um, I love oh. diamond painting. Yep. Yeah. That's a huge distressor. 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 No, the thing is, right, it's like everything else. Sometimes, uh, like for me right now, I get to do something right now and I'm not, I, I don't keep opening my front door waiting for that Amazon package to show up. <laughs> <laughs> so time it, time Dude, flies by with you guys. You know what I mean? Speaking of Amazon, some guy, and I caught him on my cameras, stole an Amazon package. A porch from pirate? My, yes. And get, get this. The day before, Matt's car got broken into. I need to move. Whoa. Time. Yeah. It's, it's time. time. It's, it's But like you would time. think Hollywood Hills, like... Who the heck? Like, I guess it's a smart thing because uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't even dude, want to put it out there. But dude, well, that's pretty messed up. Well, if it's anyone, so yes. pretty messed up. <laughs> if anyone knows or saw that person, please call them in. Um, all right, you guys. So listen, thank you again for uh, tuning in to this week's episode. Again, thank you to the Bella Twins. Thank you for all of our listeners out there that keep on sending us the best, best questions. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Give us five stars. We love you all. Stay safe out there. And uh, until next time, we love you guys. We'll see you next. Love you. Boom. Follow Pretty Messed Up on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. 
I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.